the show you need to get what you desire by avoiding the mistakes made by others before you. Learn the stories and journeys of what success looks like to find the freedom you deserve while thriving with your best life. And now I present to you the one, the only Rapid Results with Andrew Wise. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Results with Andrew Weiss. We have the wonderful Joe Peachy here today, and he is very excited to come on and talk to us about dominating at sales, dominating at growing your business and scaling it. And in case you don't know who this Joe Peachy guy is, he has been ranked number one in the world as a sales trainer and speaker. His Rapport Mastery and Sales Training Program is ranked number one for the past four years by Global Gurus. And here's, he's here to today to talk about how you can grow your business with sales. So, Joe, tell us, though, what is the biggest and best business deal you're most proud of? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I'm so proud of it is because, you know, I make a lot of calls. I do all our selling besides our training. But I guess the longest lasting deal we have was about 16 years ago. I cold called a company in Tampa. It was a cold call. Uh, a lot of my calls are cold into the B2B market. And that wound up being now a 16-year client that has taken us throughout the country, many different verticals in that in that corporate setting. So that, that was a, a call on a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock, and the owner answered the phone, and it's a gift that has kept giving. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's definitely pretty good, just uh, making a cold call and then having a client for 16 years running and having them pay for you to travel throughout the country and train their sales team. Uh, that, that, that's incredible. So tell us, how did you get into this space? How did you, how'd you wake up one day and you go, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to be good at cold calls and make it my business or my business models. How did you get into that? Well, the way I got into it, uh, you know, we were uh, massively in medical debt. I was a football coach decided I'd go into a part-time direct sales business with no background. Nobody taught us how to sell. And I realized two things very succinctly, okay? The key to sales was your messaging, getting in front of decision makers, and calling the right people. And that's many years ago. Over the course of years, our business has moved really into a direction where we realize the most important things for all companies is to call the right people at the right time and get in front of the right people with the right message. And there is business. So we got there kind of on an accident, but we kept perfecting, perfecting, perfecting. And I don't believe anyone should take sales training from a person who doesn't sell or haven't sold because it's only when you have boots on the ground that you understand messaging. Oh, hundred um, percent. So you're in medical debt. You're doing. You're trying out this thing called sales. You're like, okay, I got to get in front of the right people. I got to figure out the right message. What was that first deal that you closed, or you figured out? Hey, maybe I do have. I'm good at sales. Maybe I do know what I'm talking about. What did that look like for you? Well, the turning point was when I made 56 cold calls and got 56 notes. And I broke the phone. Now, this is four cell phones. This is the old-fashioned phone. And I looked at my wife and I said, either I better get good at this or we need to go find something else to do. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know what to say and I don't know who to call. That's That embarked us on really focusing on, instead of everything about sales, breaking it down into a process and breaking it down to steps and realizing we needed to master certain aspects and steps of sales. 
over the course of time, we started understanding the value of scripting. Mm. I know a lot of people think scripting, you know, that I don't want my people scripting. You know, the best actors in the world are Italian, De Niro, Pacino, and they're all scripted. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. really scripted well and you know your script, now you can adjust on a run and you also have mastery over it. And you're not thinking about what am I going to say? So we realized we needed to have a script to navigate the gatekeeper in the B2B market, how to get return phone calls, how to get to decision makers, how to set up qualified appointments. That's where we start. And all of a sudden, the world began to open up to us. So tell us uh, an example. How'd you figure out that script, first of all? I mean, there's a million scripts out there. There's a million ways to call people. Um, well, and I guess um, as, as inspiration, too. So you went from 100% no's. And if you don't mind sharing, what does your close rate look like now? If you were to make 100 cold calls, how many could you close? Not that I don't want to answer the question. I do want to answer the question. But that's not the right question. The right question is... What happens when somebody picks up the phone? Mm. What happens there? You see, I'm going to give your people a mind shift here, a paradigm shift. Why don't people like, because I don't just make cold calls. It's warm, cold, and hot. But why don't people like the phone? Because they can't control what's on the other end of the phone. All right. And they think they're supposed to book appointment or sell something. Hmm. I The turning point for me is when I realize a great script qualifies the other person on whether or not they qualify for my time. Mm. Therefore, I don't want to talk to everybody. So therefore, if I open up, if I called you up, I'm going to give you a secret sauce here. All right. All right. If I called you up and I said, hey, Andrew, this is Joe Peachy of Peachy and Peachy. Did I catch you at a bad time? Uh, no, I, I got a few minutes, I suppose. Fantastic. I saw on LinkedIn where you do some consulting and training. Let me tell you what I do. I specialize in helping speakers, coaches, trainers, and consultants make money with their talent and intellectual property. Now, say I'm not interested. Uh, I'm not. I'm not interested. Thank you. Though. Next. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rude. Interesting. But if a person says no to my value proposition, I don't want to talk to them because I don't want to talk people into something only for them to change their mind. Interesting. Therefore, okay. my closing ratios, once they want a meeting, go way up because it's their idea. I just gave you a secret sauce. You're saving a lot of people a lot of time with that secret sauce, too. <laughs> most people do it mm -hmm. because most people will quit after the 10th note. Mm -hmm. in, our, in our Rapport Mastery Sales Training Boot Camp, one of the hallmarks is on day three, Everybody who comes, we limit it to 24 people. We make all outbound calls. I don't believe in role play. And they'll, they'll go from entry level up to 37 years experience. There'll be 18 to 20 different industries. There'll be 100 different target markets. We'll make four to 500 calls in an hour and a half. We have never done less than 75% conversion to appointment. We navigate 92% of the gatekeepers. We'll get 50 to 60 same-day return phone calls, and some of those calls will actually go to what we call a sales meeting or core story, and we'll close business because that is a focal point. Wow. That, that's, uh, that, that, that's very efficient. And, uh, you know, as, as someone who's seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street, you know, turning all these people into turning all the no's and the yeses and like, oh, maybe I got to talk to the wife, blah, blah, blah. So t tell us how you navigate that. 
I do not handle objections in a phone call hmm. during the actual meeting, but I don't talk anyone into a meeting. I don't care what the Wolf of Wall Street did. I don't care what some of the greatest sales trainers, coaches, and speakers from big stays do. That is for the A-type personality. 10% of the world has an A-type personality. Our methodology works for all behaviors. I have to protect the salespeople as much as the person you're dealing with. Therefore, we set them up with a rejection-proof scripting model whereby they don't have to feel like they have to talk somebody into a meeting. If a person doesn't want to know what, what you can do for them, be polite. They remain a good prospect and move on. Mm, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, and when people say they're not interested, do you say, okay, thank you for your time? Or do you say, do you know anyone who would be? Say that again. I apologize. Oh, oh if, if you're talking to someone on the phone, you, you say, hey, I help speakers and trainers make more money. And they say, I'm not interested. Do you then say, well, do you know anyone who would be? Or do you just say, thank you for your time and then hang up? Nope. I say, I'll tell you what, I'll check back with you in three to six months. Because look, I won't refer anybody I don't use. Hmm. Why yeah. would I use it? And they, they do this all the time. Oh, if a person says no, get a referral. Please. <laughs> Who do you think they're going to give you? You think they're going to give you their A-list? So now you go mining through the, the wilderness of... Now, I've had people say, Joe, this is not a good time, but I've got a good friend, really, that just opened up a business and their people are struggling to book appointments. That's a different answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Joe, at this point, I'm not. But I'm not interested means no, which means I'm not going to give you my A-list. And so, I don't want somebody's C-list. Yeah, that makes sense. And so why, why follow up in three to six months then if you know? Things change. People change. Situations change. We're living in an environment where some of the major corporations today are laying off 30% of their workforce. <clears throat> We're looking at management changing every week. You could be talking to somebody different in two months than you were just talking to. It took me 10 years to get Caldwell Banker. It took me 10 years to get Blue Cross. I didn't hammer them. I never threw them away. I continued to follow up. 92% of sales professionals never follow up after the first no answer or no. Wow. So, so you have quite the CRM going then. How, how do you maintain all these contacts and these CRMs? Is there a specific tool that you use? And how do you stay on track and stay consistent with that tool? Well, because I do the selling as well as the training and coaching, my office is nothing but whiteboards. Yes, we do have a good CRM. I don't live off my CRM. I all have whiteboards. Leads wow. on a whiteboard. Core stories when, in other words, when that thing goes to an appointment, then when it goes to a proposal, a proposal is, Andrew, would you like me to send you a formal proposal? Well, no, I don't send it. Hmm. I don't say, let me send you a proposal. Would you like to? The minute I send a proposal, it goes on my most important whiteboard. The minute it closes, it gets circled. So between January of this year and the end of June, six months, I got 211 formal proposals out. Do you really think I care who writes me a check? 
with 200 proposals, yeah, even if you're at a 10% close rate, that's pretty good. <laughs> In the month of July, we just finished July, our 31 proposals out. Mm-hmm. Now, people say, you don't understand how busy I am. Hold it. Wait a minute. I do the lead generation, the selling, the proposal writing, the contracting, and then I do the training, coaching, and speaking. Now, but I don't surf the web. I don't make comments about other people's posts. I keep the main thing. One of the biggest things I'm doing coaching with now with uh, individuals and companies is priority and time management, keeping the main thing the main thing. Jeez. So, yeah. How do you create free time? It sounds like you're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, (laughs) actually, to be honest with you, I'm not. Uh, I used to. Mm -hmm. But we have a very everything we do is systemized and efficient. And I believe in time blocking from this time to this time. I make calls from this time to this time. I'm proactive. I'm not reactive. Where people get in trouble, I'm coaching a guy from Chicago, and we're in the process of teaching him serious discipline on his time. He's a hardworking guy. But what we figured out was four hours of the day he was on the internet looking at stuff, like looking at LinkedIn, not using it for lead generation. 90% of our business is coming from LinkedIn. Wow, 97%. Dang. Mm-hmm. 90, I'm sorry, 90. So, oh, 90, yeah. So now what I have him is he's allowed to play on social media three times a day for 15 minutes. That's it. He told me, because we're getting ready for another coach, he said he's got more done last week than he got in six months. Wow. <laughs> so it's really about managing your priorities in time. It's not how hard you work. It's what you work on. Yeah, it's what you get done. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. And so how, how are you using it? And so are you working eight, 10 hours a day or you just have a very focused, um, like four hours for calls, two hours for training, two hours for um, speaking? How are you currently managing your days? I get up early and I work till I'm done. However, I have a family, you know, I have a wife that we've been together 52 years. 52 years. She's had some health challenges, which has really made me more efficient because Mm -hmm. I get to get more done in less time. Mm -hmm. However, you know, when COVID hit the first year where a lot of our competitors really were hurt, we grew 20%. Second year, 38%. We've grown since, not because I'm famous, not because I'm good looking, not because I'm, you know, whatever not about talent, is that we have a solid process that we believe is built for bad and good economies. Wow. That's, uh, that, is, that is good to know because I know, you know all the news is always talking about recession here, inflation here, just like how much our dollars going down and prices are going up and people are being laid off. And so knowing that you're able to be in a, in a job and a skill set of sales that is recession proof is one of the most valuable things you can have. Um, that, that, that's definitely impressive. And, um, so I was curious, so when it comes to sales and, uh, and doing all that, what, what's like some of the, uh, another recent, um, win that a client had that you're proud of, you're able to help coach a client and getting a successful win. I, I would say, you know, we, we have never failed to help people grow. Okay. Here's the thing. People don't say no to me because of the price. People will say no to me because maybe they're not willing to 
up the game a little bit. That's all. Interesting. All right. So, for example, one of the, one of the deals that happened two boot camps ago, we had uh, 24 people in the room. Six of them happened to be in the healthcare industry. One of those people were calling doctors' offices and associations, right, for a new protocol. And I'm, I'm not at liberty to explain the actual protocol because yeah. I had to sign an NDA. Yeah. One of his calls, he hid an association, booked the appointment, was actually able to do the meeting a week later, and it generated $10 million from that one call. No. Yes. <laughs> and you know what he said? He said, up until this time, I sent that, that organization 52 emails, never got a response. Jeez. So, so what I'm hearing, though, is, is uh, it's not possible to be this, uh, successful um, if you're not willing to make phone calls. Uh, the way you teach, I hear you. Where someone's like, you know what, Joe? I, my voice sucks. It's it's grog. It's groggy. I, I can't speak to anyone ever. I hate my social skills, but I really want to be good at emails or or blogs or something like that. C- could they still be successful? You're like, nope. Sorry, you have to learn how to be. No, no. I, I never tell anybody their methodology doesn't work at all. Okay. Oh, interesting. I, look, do you know how many people out there are making a ton of money that don't even pick up the phone? I'm not saying <laughs> my way is the only way. What I'm saying is this. What I'm seeing in the B2B market because of cybersecurity, so many companies are being told, do not let your people open up unsolicited emails because that's where you're going to get hacked. So now all of a sudden, cold email effectiveness isn't what it once was. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying that social media blogging and, and video, it's all good as long as the person opens it up. <laughs> Yeah. I think you have to have multiple contact points with clients. I mean, I sent you a video through LinkedIn, right? Yeah, you did. Now, it wasn't <laughs> my initial outreach, but it was a, a way of continuing our relationship. I think you have to have, you know, I don't believe in talent and charisma. I believe processes, skills, messaging, and communications. You can teach those things. I think multifaceted approaches. But I believe. If you're going to be very successful in sales, one of the things that is important is that you master the phone. It's not the only thing, but mastering the phone is the shortest distance between two points. You know, I've read all the books that say never call on Monday, never call Friday. You know, the best time to call is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, between 10 and 2. I've read all those books. Well, my highest amount of time to book appointments are Monday morning between 7 and noon. I've closed more contracts between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on a Friday. Those are my two hottest times. But that doesn't mean I'm not working the rest of the week. You, you understand? I mean, when we get done with this podcast, I've got calls I have to make because yeah. I have another call block. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't put down anyone else's methodology. I know some very successful people that do things differently than me. And and I love what you said originally too, like how when you call people, you you're you're good at making your initial offer, say, hey, I'm Joe, I do this, this, and this. And it sounds like um, you know, a lot of people freak out about, you know, do I target B2C? Do I target B2B? Who's my avatar and all that? It sounds like that doesn't 
affect you or bother you. Like you're, you're confident in being able to help anyone with sales. Well, here, here, you know, two weeks ago, I was a follow-up call. I had made my initial call, navigated the gatekeeper, got to the owner of the company. We were on a follow-up call. And he goes, Joe, before you called me the first time, did you do any research on our company? I said, nope. He goes, why not? I said, you didn't qualify yet. If you would have said no, why would it have taken two hours to figure out your company? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know what I do. I know what I do well. I know what I offer that can benefit you. If you don't want those things, why would I waste your time or mine? You know what he said? Send me the contract. I need you to teach this to my people. They spend all day long researching and very little time selling. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it, it's so just double checking. Like you, you don't care if you're helping a, uh, a a one person business who's doing coaching for people versus a multi million dollar corporation like uh, Blue Cross. You know that you can help anyone in between. Essentially, that's a great question because our business model is diverse in nature. In other words, we have ten ways that we can work with clients. Oh, so oh, they're interesting. We do have our boot camps. I've got a three-day sales boot camp. That's a rapport mastery, the one that's ranked number one. And I got a three-day boot camp for the business of speaking, training, coaching. Oh, two verticals. But I also do private coaching, and which is one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do business consulting, which is company consulting. That's mm -hmm. two more ways, right? I do virtual coaching. All right. I do communications. There's a lot of things we can offer people, but I know which ones make us the most money. And it's not based on size of company. It's based on size of wallet. I had a lady from Alaska who flew all the way from Alaska for a couple days of private coaching in my studio. And paid me $25,000. Oh she could have gone to our sales boot camp for $2,495. She wanted the one-on-one -on -one coaching. She didn't want to wait. It was her choice. Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, I'm yeah. not saying I always make 25000 in three days with a one-on-one, -on -one, but it was there. So I don't have prices anywhere on our website because everything, okay, is based on what you can do, what you can afford, how you want to work with us. So people decide how they want to work with us. I like that. And, and how worried do you get about um, ROI for clients? Like, so for example, if one of the women came out, came in and spent 25 grand for three days of coaching with you, like, were you able to get that ROI within those three days? It'd take a few months. Uh, well, you, you asked my favorite questions. Okay. I, I, it's like I sent you this question. <laughs> That's why the only sales training I will do is with the live outbound calls because I know we'll score. And it's the only quantifiable thing you can do in a training segment that when they get real appointments, they've gotten their RI. Mm -hmm. But if we sat in that room and did a role play, they don't know. Now they got to go home by themselves. I want to be in the room. I want to be coaching them when they're making those calls so I can help them adjust on the run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now what we're doing, too, what we're coaching and training, we're teaching them how to do the virtual core story or sales meeting. So, therefore, the person might say, I have some time right now. And we move right into our sequence of our selling meeting. And a lot of times we close business right now. And we're not a one-call close training company. We believe mm -hmm. in consultative sales because 85% of sales happens between the 
eighth and the fifteenth contact. Oh, interesting! Eight to fifteen contacts to close usually. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so and I want to back up a little bit too about the topic of sales in general. I mean, obviously I'm growing to learn, appreciate sales more and more and appreciate the value for it and the need for it. And just like how much it applies to every part of our life. Uh, you know, I recently got married and like, you know, being able to convince your wife to, um, enjoy a nice dinner that you want to have, uh, be able to convince some friends to get together, you know, sales applies to every part of our life. But the problem is that most people, when they hear the word sales, they, they, they shiver and, and kind of wince back and go, oh, no. So how do you help people get comfortable with the word sales um, in, in general? Sales is really providing, okay, solutions, benefits, and results. It's not about your widget. It's not about self-serving. I have never had to return a dime. I've been doing this a long time. I have no remorse buyers. Because mm. everything I do is based on the client. We teach what's in it for them. Okay? What's in it for them? All of a sudden, instead of feeling like you're selling, you're more providing a solution. You're providing results. The minute you realize that, honestly, you are providing something that's going to help that company or that individual, you can call it sales. You know, the reason why people have a bad connotation of sales is two reasons. Number one, they don't like the way they've been sold to. And number two, they just don't want to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so flat out, people say, can you help anybody? No, I can <laughs> help anybody that wants to grow their business and is willing to learn the skills and strategies of sales. I can help them. We have the methodology. But if they don't want to do it, I'm not going to talk them into it. I don't want them. I don't want to walk into their training room with them kicking and screaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love that. Just providing value to people and helping them realize that just because you've been sold to a certain way doesn't mean you have to sell that certain way. Exactly. Um, and then uh, my next question that kind of comes to my mind is so. Going back to being in the trenches and um, you're not necessarily handling objections, um, but you call a company up and they say, oh, yeah, we definitely need some sales training, um, send us for a proposal. Um, I guess, do you already have a range of budgeting and pricing that you do? Or, or, or they, what if they say? Another good question. I don't yeah. send any pricing out until I take them through my interview, my core story. I don't mm -hmm. just... I've had people call me up and go, hey, we, this is our budget. Uh, what do you charge for a two-day event? There is no way I'm going to answer that question. I oh, never wow. money. I never get out of my process. I don't care if it's an inbound call, an outbound call, a referral, a cold call. I have a process, which is contact, value proposition to core story. When I take them through my interview core story, which can be anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes, based on their answers, will tell me what I need to know to send the right proposal. I am not a vending machine, you understand? Mm -hmm. And I'm not a retail outlet. I sell consultatively. Uh, so I haven't heard of this uh, thing before, a core story. T tell, tell us more about that. that, that well, a core like. story might be your version of the sales meeting. And the core story is 85% the client speaking, them talking them answering questions, right? And I, I don't have the time to take you through the whole thing, but it's a five-step yeah. process. Gotcha. And when I get through five-step process 
and I ask them, do you want a formal proposal? Then within 12 months, 91% of those people go to business. Wow. <laughs> but if I would shortcut the process, if I would be price driven, that number would go way down. Interesting. Um, and, and so Please let's to my sales boot camp. I teach you all this stuff. No, I know. I, I'm, I'm loving You'll all this. You'll be a monster. Yeah, no, this, is, this is all so good and, and so exciting. Um, and I, I know my audience of uh, this is a very engaged audience right now listening in and tuning in, which, which is awesome, too. Um, so t tell us more about, um, and obviously, yeah, you don't have to answer these questions, but you're obviously a goldmine of knowledge. And so I can't help asking. If I don't want to answer, I'll just say, you know, that's something I teach for money. No, it's all good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so let's say a client goes, all right, Joe, we, we have a budget of 1,500 people. We need you to train. Uh, we have a budget of $1,500. We need you to train um, 15 people over the next uh, two days. Um, what, what can you do to make that happen, essentially? I can't. I can't. I can't train 15 people in two days for $1,500. It's not going to happen. Okay? There's, there, here's the thing, and, and, and I, I'm not being proud. I'm not being boastful. Here's what we have to protect our brand. Mm -hmm. Many times the client wants to dictate how long it's going to take you to get something done. Mm -hmm. And they want to tell you, this is how much money I have to spend. Can you do it in this much time? The reason why the Rapport Mastery Program, we do not spend money on advertising, has been ranked number one in the world, is because it delivers results. I take that same program into a corporation. I can do that in two days, but it ain't going to be $1,500. Yeah. One deal, usually, so far exceeds the amount they're spending. Yeah. Mm hmm but this is why I'm not a vending machine. I have people call me all the time. I've talked to this person, this person. They can do this for this and this. And I go, fantastic. <laughs> Let me tell you what we do. And I take them into my process. Now, does everybody go with me? No. But here's what I know. 100% of the time when we go in, we get results. I will let anybody vet us by calling all our clients. I just tell them, you go on LinkedIn, you call any of our clients and say, did you get return on investment? Right. People say, well, give us some references. I said, no, because I'll give you my best ones. Why don't you call anybody you want that's ever been in any of our stuff and say, did you get your money back? How long did it take you? Did you grow? Did you get a return on investment? Hmm. And 100% of your clients are able to say yes. huh? Well, and that's because, look, I chose not to do leadership training. I love leadership. I think there's some of the greatest leadership trainers in the world. Okay. It's hard to measure. You can measure what I do right now. I love that. I love that. And, and obviously, uh, you know, as a coach myself, you know, it's, it's too bad that a lot of marketers don't know how to coach and a lot of coaches don't know how to market. <laughs> and so uh, being able to quantify your success is a very big deal in the 21st century with information overwhelm, with a million coaches to choose from, million methods, uh, and, million and now pieces all of advice. Sudden, they're going to get information from AI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, AI might out-technology me, but they can't do what I can do in a training room. Mm. So what I do better be unique. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And, and 
And tell us more about the the growth and, and scaling of your business. Have you had to outsource more? Have you just raised your prices? Tell us more yeah, about that process. You know, it, it, there's a couple things we've had to do. You know, we, we built a mousetrap at first. We created some uniqueness that we knew uh, would be unique in the marketplace. Because most sales trainers are great speakers, but they may not be doing their own selling, which is fine. That's great. But one of our uniquenesses is I do our selling, so I'm on the front line. Mm-hmm. But what we found out a couple of years ago was, you know, it, it, we can't scale Joe Peachy. Yeah. So we've done a couple of things. We have a licensing program where people can use our content, not our name. Mm. So if they want to use the Rapport Mastery system, we'll train them and do a trainer trainer, but they do it under their own brand. Mm. Right. Okay. Another thing, we're doing a lot of virtual stuff, which has helped us to scale. Another thing, our price have gone up, helped us to scale. But then we opened up a second business. So business number one is Peachy and Peachy Inc. So that would be P-I-C-I-A-N-D-P-I-C-I.com. That's number one. But our second business is called SellMoreVirtually.com. You go to that website, right? That's our scaling business because that is a web-based. There's master classes. There's videos. There's uh there's the Rapport Mastery Sales Training Program. 80% of what goes on the boot camp has now been pre-recorded that people can pay for and buy it. And also every Thursday night, I'm out there live doing a mastermind, a master class. That's a membership thing. That has scalability. So when you build a uniqueness, it's hard to scale. So you have to look at other ways to scale. Hmm. Can I answer your question? Yes. So so you said as far as scaling goes, you create a training system that people can go through and be able to use with their own branding, not with your name. Right. Um, You create these online courses and uh, ways for people to learn that way. Um, And then you started a new business of not just um, cold calling, but also... The peachy and peachy methodology is the complete sales process. It's the speaker school. It's this training. It's that, right? That's Mm -hmm. a vertical. 90% 90% of that is live. Mm. Well, we can also do it live virtual, right? As far as Zooming. But Sell More Virtually is a membership platform that has interviews. In fact, you run our podcast. Yes. The video portion of those podcasts are being put up on Sell More Virtually. It'll be there forever for people to see forever. So that's a, 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 that's a second business that has scalability. Mm, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, let's talk about the uh, disc training for a moment. You know, there's a lot of sales books that talk about how you have to adjust your personality and your tone in order to talk with certain people. Sure. Um, but I feel like just already talking to you, you're like, hey, as long as you bring the value, you don't have to adjust whether you're harsher or nicer or uh, speak louder or softer. Well, I, mean, this, I don't mean to disagree, but I've been speaking to you the way you're speaking to me, which is very fast paced. Okay. (laughs) You do have to adjust Mm -hmm. because basic behavior styles, and I don't believe in personality training. I believe in behavioral training because behaviors can change. Mm -hmm. Under stress, people are different. So we teach people how to read their behaviors and to adapt their communication for the other person, not to manipulate for better communication. So what we've done is really kind of, because you cannot trademark disc. It was invented by the Greeks when they were running around the Parthenon with no clothes on. All right? That's yeah. true. So <laughs> it's not like a Myers-Briggs or an Animals. This is an open domain. But we took our version of disc 
and we adapted it to more behavioral based. So we teach them how to sell the behaviors, how to negotiate the behaviors, you know, how to make phone calls based on behavior. Every aspect of sales or presentation, we teach them how to adapt to the audience or the other person. Mm, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and then what about uh, how much does is poker skills apply to sales? How, how's your, uh, your poker game? <laughs> I'm not a poker player. I, I believe in polite directness. Polite directness. You will never have to wonder what I'm saying. Now, if you were slow-paced, people-oriented, I might say it's something like, well, you know, Andrew, you may want to consider, all right? So it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But I'm always clear and politely direct based on your behavior style. I don't confuse people. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I love that. My next question is being number one in the world is a very big deal uh, by the global gurus. And a lot of people, when they get to the top, they cruise and they chill. They're like, okay, we've made it. But the fact you've done it four years in a row, um, and and maybe it is because of um, your your wife's uh, medical situation, but are there other factors that keeps you getting up each day, wanting to stay hungry, stay after it. What, 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 are that, what does that look like for you? First of all, never fall in love with the sound of your own voice and never believe your press. <laughs> mm-hmm. Notoriety or applause or recognition is okay. It's great for marketing. As you know, you are a marketing genius. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I have to perform every day. And I serve my clients. I believe believe you have to be hungry, humble, and persistent. All right? Mm -hmm. And humble is a word you don't hear much. Because in the 21st century, you can disappear in a nanosecond. Yep. And we don't throw millions of dollars at advertising to try to get to those places. We just perform at a level where... Our whole focus is, do we deliver the value and the results to our clients? And then let them say what they want to say. So we, I'm more excited about that one year I was the number one sales trainer in the world. What means more to us is that our system is ranked number one. Because systems can be used by anyone. Mm. But there's only one of you. And I look at some of the great celebrity speakers out there. There's only one of them. But in sales, if everybody in the room cannot do what you do, you're not training. You're entertaining. Mm. I love that. No, that. That makes sense. So what, what keeps you motivated is understand you could be press is good and, and PR is good, but you can be gone in an instant. Um, and, and the fact that uh, yeah, it, it sounds like you, you've learned to to master your passion. You know, a lot of people still need your help. They still need your support and they need to grow their business. And, and until you step in, <laughs> they're going to stay stuck, essentially. Sure. Oh, I, I love that. And when I mean, you closed that, those, those big deals with uh, Blue Cross, and, and what was the other big company you mentioned? Well, we, we've closed a lot of big companies, you know, but... Was yeah. there any moment in your, your business journey when you're like, oh, 
and obviously you're still hungry, you're still passionate, you still want to keep growing and scale and help more people. But was there any point after going from all this medical debt, not knowing what to do, getting 54 no's in a row, was there any point in your business where you're like, okay, I think, I think we've made it a little bit. I think we can uh, be, be proud of ourselves a little bit. <laughs> There's a famous book that says, pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> and pride will kill you. Mm -hmm. The most dangerous tool in the world is a microphone. So let's say that's a microphone. The minute you stand up in front of people, you are viewed as an expert. Mm -hmm. That's good and bad. You know, people say to me, are you ever nervous that when you walk into a training room, your system won't work? No, because it's not about Joe. It's about a system. I don't believe we've arrived. I don't believe you can ever sit down and say, I'm a somebody. That's just me. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, it's like uh, we work hard. We produce for our clients. You know, we, we have a very high percentage of return clients, but they're only returning to me because we, pr we produce. That's it. I don't have a cult following. <laughs> I'm not that guy. You know, uh, people stay with us because at the end of the day, their business grows. The minute I lose sight as to my role in their life. <laughs> I mean, our business of speaking, training, coaching boot camp is really 85% the business part of it. 15% mm -hmm. the actual presentation. So the people who come to that, these are people who already have information. They're already not afraid of a microphone. They want to learn how to monetize it. And I remember we had a guy came in, and one of the first things I said is how important it was to serve the client. And he, at the break, he says, well, I may not stay for the rest of this. He says, you mean I don't show up and people don't, like, pour my water and carry my books? And, <laughs> and I, I just looked at him. I said, you can run your business anytime you want. You can do whatever you want. My perspective is I'll carry the client's books. I'll help the production people make sure they're set up right. I'll do whatever it is to make sure we have a great event so the client gets taken care of. He said, well, I don't like that. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody has to have their philosophy on why they do what they do. No, that makes sense. And, and what percentage of your clients would you say are, are returning clients? Like if you had. We, we haven't been fired. Okay. Now they may, because of what I do, they may not meet, need me again right away. I mean, I just had a call last night uh, and I've been working with a client for a couple of years and, and uh, finished the project with him about three months ago. And I stayed in touch with him. He called me 730 last night and he goes, Hey, I'm really sorry, man. I haven't returned your calls. Some things have happened here. I've moved into a higher level position. How many seats do you have left in that boot camp? I'd like to send five people. Wow. <laughs> and so three months ago, it may have looked like they were done. Well, they weren't done, but because I don't give people ultimatums, I keep the door open. Well, if you don't mind sharing, let's say you're currently working with 100 clients. Would you say about 25 of them are returning clients or 40, 50 I would say depends on when they need me. I, in other words, most people I work with stay in our life. 
They may not get on our coaching program right away, okay? But they may, when they need the coaching, they'll start working with us again, all right? I don't believe in long-term contracts with people because because it just makes people feel like they're indentured, you know? So I can't think offhand that we lost that client. Now, what I am seeing is companies going out of business. So mm-hmm. now that number, if you want to look at companies, the percentage of companies that closed the tent, you know, and you lost that client, well, they just don't exist anymore. Mm. No, it makes sense. Okay. Um, and, and going back to, you know, the, the success you've had with your growth and all that, is there any like, uh, besides paying for medical bills, is there any like big vacations you've been able to take or any big purchases you've been able to do because well, of again, again, because of what's happened, because I'll just say this, we've opted to use holistic treatment versus regular medical only oh. because it works for our family. Oh yeah. It's all cash. Oh. So we've probably <laughs> been on 20 vacations. Instead, we've opted to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, everybody has stuff. Of course, yes. <laughs> but I can tell you this. Our business has provided our ability to make that choice. Mm. And so many people don't have that choice. Our business has provided me the ability to say to my wife, this year, you just get well and rest and don't worry about it. For a full year? You say at the beginning of the year? Yep. I said, wow. don't worry about it. I said at the end of the year, if you're still doing great, great. I said, don't worry about it. There's no pressure on you. Now, that's not a bragging statement. I, I don't drive. I don't drive a Mercedes. Why? It doesn't have value for me. Yeah. What has value for me is being able to provide a life for my family and have the money. If we decide we need something, we can do it. That's all. No, I love that. No, I bet that's a good feeling, and you're debt free, and uh, and all the above, right? Well, we just. Again, we're not real materialistic people. You know, it's just it's just not important to us. No, it makes sense. I have a few more questions here. Before um, we go to the question, can I give away a gift while I'm thinking? Oh, about it? Please do. Yes. Yeah, go I've for it. a great free webinar. Now, uh, is this an international podcast or is it mostly national? Uh, it's, it's mostly national, but we Good. do have some people tuning in international too. All right. Well, let's do this. For anybody in the United States... Take out your cell phone and go to your text area. And the message, you want to write the word sales edge, S-A-L-E-S-E-D-G-E. Some phones will break it up. You want to put quotes around it or just make sure it stays one word. Text it to 55678. Sales edge to 55678. It's going to take you to a peachy and peachy link. Hit the link. It'll take you to a splash page. You can just put an email in there and you will get a free webinar. It's a masterclass on the eight essentials of sales success. Free to you. Okay, enjoy it. Now, also, send me a LinkedIn invite. Joe Peachy, I'm the same guy I look like this. <laughs> at you. Also, if any of you ever want to have a complimentary cup of Joe, give me a call at 407-947-2590. I don't know when this is going to air. We have a handful of seats left in our sales boot camp and our speaker boot camp. We'll sell out right away. If that's something you want to talk about, just give me a call. I don't use a hard close and you'll get some free tips from me. 
So now I can go to your next question. No, that's a, that's a great plug because I know I've gotten so much value from this interview and I know people listening in, we're getting a lot of likes, a lot of engagements. Um, so this is definitely a lot of fun. And so definitely make sure to text Joe, visit his website, check out his webinar and obviously get, get some help from him because I know I'm definitely going to be using him <laughs> very soon for sure. Um, so the next question is, how do you make sure to surround yourself with the right people to help make sure you're successful and holding yourself accountable and, and constantly growing? <laughs> Association is one of the pillars of success. I mean, I'm not better than anyone, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to be around energy drainers. I don't do any life coaching. I mean, I remember Andrew in the beginning said, I might ask you some personal questions. I said, don't. <laughs> I'm not a life coach. I can't be effective to you getting into your personal issues and your business. So therefore, we do have good friends. That's not the point. But when we choose to be around people, these are people that are uplifting. Association is so vital. I don't like people that make excuses. I don't mean I don't like them. I just cannot tolerate excuses. Okay. And so I would recommend to each and every one of you that to be successful, guard your mind. It's what you listen to, the podcast you listen to, what you read, who you spend your time with will dictate 80% of your success. Wow, I love that. I love that. Guarding your mind. And I know uh, um, there's a great YouTube video, um, uh, Dr. Keto, uh, I think is how you say his name, where he was like, most people think, oh, it's garbage in, garbage out. But what you don't realize is that garbage in, garbage stays there. <laughs> and so... Yeah, and he's exactly right. It does. Yes. Yeah. So just like being very mindful, very protective of it. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what do you think are the non-negotiable actions and or mindsets as an entrepreneur to be successful? Oh, I have some non-negotiables. Boy, do I have them. In sales, non-negotiables are this. Every day you better generate leads. Every day you better make outreach. Uh, X amount of calls, however you... Every week, you better have X amount of course stories or sales meetings, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, those are vital. You, you must return every phone call. I return every phone call same day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Same day. Now, if it's late at night, it'll be next day. There'll never be 24 hours that you don't get a return phone call. You know how many contracts I've closed because I'm the only people that call them back? And I will not refer people that don't call me back. Because mm. how am I going to trust you with a client if you won't call me back? And so there's non-negotiables. that. And so here's how you get your non-negotiables. You figure out, and if you can't do this, you get a coach and they'll help you. What are the things that it's going to take to grow my business? And then don't negotiate with those things and be consistent. I love that. Doing outreaches, booking sales meetings, and calling people back. <laughs> that that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. And, and, and what gets you... Uh, when you wake up each day, like what do you think about that gets you fired up to seize the day and, and serve more people? Is there anything that comes to your mind besides, of course, uh, helping your wife and building your business? Well, I have a faith. I start my day with my. That concludes another episode of Rapid Results. Remember to leave a review about something you learned so others can share the knowledge. Keep being unstoppable in your pursuit of the lifestyle freedom you desire. And we'll see you next week.